what it is, what it do. You tuned in to the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the boxing ring in another solo episode. And in this episode, I'm going to be guiding you guys or talking about, I'm going to be talking about how we can be better coaches, better parents, and better students or, or better children to our parents and listening and things like that and things to look for as far as, so as far as just everything, as far as a relationship to bring the best out of each other. Uh, being a coach and a father and a son, <laughs> I've, I have experienced different things as far as what, I, what worked for me when I was a kid, what didn't work for me, and same as a, as a boxer and then now as a boxing coach and as a parent, what, what has been working and helped me in different things and how to deal with different personalities. And that's why I think this episode you're going to gain a lot from regardless of what, what way you take it as a parent or as a coach, whatever it is. And quick update before we get into the topic and I start talking about what, what we're, we're here to listen to today. Uh, my son... Uh, Alonso is finishing up his last, I think he's got like two weeks of Mary Hill of his school um, before summer break. And then he is going to be gone. He's no longer going to be going to that school. And if you recall, um, a few episodes back uh, where the episode is called Game of School. And I had Matt Bodro on the show and we talked about Acting Academy. Uh, that is the school that Alonso is now going to start. So Alonso is going to go into his third grade, and <clears throat> with, and just for a quick little history, I, from the very beginning, I really wanted him to go to acting, and we went to Mary Hill, and we loved Mary Hill because they had Spanish, they had all these different things, and it's just the environment, the school, everything was great. So we, and we decided to enroll him at Mary Hill. And he went there for kindergarten. We loved it. Everything was great. Kin, uh, first grade, now he's second grade. And I met a lot of, I met a good parents. That's actually how I met a, uh, L'Oreal that later I started meeting. I met Kristen and everything. Just create a great avenue of relationships that I got from Mary Hill. Um, and I have no complaints about that. But I started looking at uh, after also talking to Matt, what kind of school do I want my kid to be in? Or is it just because I like the people there or do I believe in the philosophy as far as what's gonna help my kid in the future be independent and just be able to carry his own weight? And that's why I was like, you know, I just really wanted him to go to acting. And that's where I made the decision to have him switch schools it broke his heart. He was really sad because he actually really, really loves Mary Hill. He has good friends that he's been with since kindergarten, so it made him very sad. And But he did do shadow days at his uh, acting academy, and he actually really, really liked the school. I was expecting him to say he didn't want to switch schools, but he was actually okay with switching schools, but, but he said he was definitely sad. And the... And the difference between the school, the two schools, if you're not familiar with Acting Academy before you listen to this episode, I definitely recommend you going back, listening to, I believe it was episode eight, and the episode is called, again, Game of School with Matt Bodro. Definitely recommend you listening to that before you listen to what I'm going to say today. And giving you that update was definitely... Um, 
uh, a good reason. I mean, I, I felt like it was perfect time for me to say this and share that with you guys because it has a lot to do with what we're talking about today. A common thing you hear in boxing is that you do you can't you can't teach grit and heart and you can't teach roughness, which I agree with it one hundred percent. Actually, I would say like eighty percent because there's a twenty percent that you can help with getting them a little bit more more. You're never gonna get them rough and tough like the kids that grew up from nothing and they've lived uncomfortable the whole life. You're never gonna get them that way. But you could guide them on becoming comfortable with living in the uncomfortable. And what I mean by that is a common mistake from parents that you start, and, and I, like I said, I lived through this. My, my, for example, myself. Growing up, me, my mother would, would, she wasn't home often, but when she was, she went out of her way to make sure I was good. So she would do my laundry. She will, she will, even now to this day, like let's say I live with my mom and I'm 31 years old and I live with my mom. If I let her, she would make my bed right now, do my laundry and cook my food for me right now. If I was at home, and I did nothing at all. If I had no job, no nothing, my mom would do that for me because that's the kind of mom she is. She's very giving. She's very like, I need to take care of mijo. I need to take care of him. And I think that's very common in mothers. I think that's just like a motherly trait, which I understand why you're like that, but it causes a lot of, it's got side effects to that. When you have someone that's so used to things getting done for them, uh, the easy route with everything. They, everything they do, sport-wise, school-wise, everything, they want the easy way out. They want the easy way out all the time. And then when it starts getting in the gym and we start coaching them and they start competing and life gets hard and, and sparring gets hard, training gets hard, they start giving you this look and this, uh, they start giving you this telltale sign that they don't want to do it and they're kind of looking for that cop out or they're looking for that parent or that coach or somebody to be like, you know what? That's enough for today. Let's stop. Or, oh, you know what? Maybe you should rest today. Oh, you know what? And let me do that. Let me do this for you. They're waiting for that. You know why they're waiting for you that? Because they're so used to having somebody there to save them. They're so used to having somebody there making their bed cooking for them, putting their plates back after the, after you better pick your plate up and take it to the sink. If you're not gonna wash it, at least put the fucking sink, uh, plate back in the sink, don't leave it on the table. And they're so used to that. They are, that habit is never gonna get broken. Never gonna get broken. And it's gonna always show in sports, in work, in relationships, and everything is constantly gonna be showing. And this is the common mistake that I see with coaches, where you have someone, an athlete come in through the door and the kid looks amazing. He's got great technique, he's just special, he's athletic, he's fast, he hits hard, he's got everything. And we start investing all this time into them because we see all this potential in them. But we never realize that they have something else there in here and here, I'm pointing at your chest in the mind, 
that may not necessarily be, some may not be hard. That's a common one. Nah, he doesn't know how to push through hard times. Or the insecurities, lack of insecurities. You're very doubtful and all that. When you start investing all your time into this, it's almost like having a car, a brand new car, Ferrari, looks amazing, and you tint the windows before figuring out the car doesn't drive good. You know what I'm saying? If the car has a blown engine or it's overheating or it can't run, it probably wouldn't be a smart thing to put accessories on it and start making it look nice, start tinting its windows and start doing all this. You know why it's not a smart idea? Because the car can't even run. And this is where, as coaches, it's our duty to look for this. Find out what exactly is going on with them and, 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 and guide them through these things. And this is where the teacher and the guide comes in. And this is what exactly this episode is about. In this life, in this just in general, we need more guides and less teachers. And let me explain to you, and I'll give you a boxing story. And another thing that I see that happens all the time with boxing coaches, and it probably happens with other, uh, other scenarios, but in my, my field is boxing, and this is what I see. When someone comes for the first time brand new to, to boxing, and they're putting on their hand wraps for the first time, the worst thing you could do is grab those wraps and wrap their hands for them as you're telling them what to do. You're telling them what to do and you're wrapping their hands and then you do this and you do that and you're doing it, that is a teacher. That's somebody that's telling them what to do while you're physically like doing it for them. You're like holding their hands for them. That's enabling them. Versus being a guide. A guide is you have your wrap, here's your wrap, here's my wrap, I want you to follow along. Watch me how I'm doing it and as I do it, I want you to do it. Now I'm kind of guiding you versus me doing it for you. Now you see the difference in the two? That's the difference between a teacher and a guide. And that is what we need to be as coaches, as parents, as siblings. I, I see it a lot in siblings too. The older sibling carry the weight for the younger sibling. I had two kids in the ring uh, and their siblings. The older sibling stopped and tied the shoes of his, young, of his younger sibling. Just tied his shoes out of nowhere. I looked over, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Are you tying his shoes? He could tie his own damn shoes. Why are you tying his shoes from? I'm like, unless you're gonna fight for him, if you're gonna fight for him when he fights and you're gonna run for him, you can do everything for him, then that's fine. Because now he's, he's dependent on you forever. But if you're not gonna be, if he's gonna be independent at one time and he's gotta fight his own fight, let the motherfucker figure it out. For real, because right now you ain't teaching them shit by why you tying his shoes. Why are, you, why are you doing it for him? And what that's doing is we're en enabling our kids. We're enabling our, our, our athletes, our future. These are the people that are supposed to take care of us when we're old. And we're enabling them. Not, they're not learning to be independent, making our, our community weaker as we get older. That's why this is important to me. And I can see it in our athletes. And, uh, and I see it in my boxers when they're in the gym. If it gets really rough and it gets really hard during training, they start making noises, looks, or complaining about things. Oh, my hand hurts, my back hurts, my knee hurts, my foot hurts. And these are the things that they're, they're, they're saying to get your attention. Similar as if they were 
if they were, instead of being a teenager, if they were one or two years old, they would cry to get your attention. And when they cry to get your attention, not that they got your attention, now that's when you decide as a parent, do I let them cry? Is he all right? Or do I pick him up and, and, and oh no, I'm sorry. If you pick him up, oh, I'm sorry, guess what he wants me to do when he's in the ring? Oh, hold on, you know what, take a break. Your foot hurts? Okay, let me give you a break. And that right there is what is not okay with, with it because the world is not gonna stop for them and figure out if it's okay. And that's the same thing I tell them. I had a funny story, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I had a kid, matter of fact, young teenager, was sparring. This happened yesterday, actually. He was sparring and he was complaining. And, and look, he was looking, he was doing amazing. He was doing so good. But once he got tired and he got fatigued, he started getting uh, tired and suddenly he started, his foot hurt. Oh, my foot hurts. And he kept telling me that. He kept telling me that. The reason why he was telling me that is because he was doing that crying that I was telling you, a little kid crying. He wanted me to pick him up and be like, it's okay. And I, t and I asked him, if you we were fighting right now and you're in a crowd in front of everybody and your foot hurt, do you, do, would you want me to stop the fight because it hurts that bad? Like, do you need to go to the hospital? Is it that kind of bad? Or is it just a little uncomfortable? What, what is it? And he just looked at me, oh no, it's good. So I told him, if you keep complaining about this foot, I'll call your mommy for you so she can come down. I'll call her FaceTime and you can tell her what's going on. So you better show me that this foot is not bothering you and we're gonna keep going with it. The next round, he was still doing that. And I told him, you keep doing it, I'm gonna call, uh, this is your last chance. I'm gonna call your mommy FaceTime. On the third round, guess what I had? I had his mom on FaceTime. And I had her on the phone. I was like, hey, tell your mom that you need, that your foot hurts, tell her. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna caress you. I'm not gonna be like, oh, poor little baby. Poor little baby, his foot hurts. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, again, that's a guide. That's a guide. Let me tell you why that's a guide. I'm explaining to him step by step what is going on. What's the, and what he needs to be done versus holding him through it. Oh, hold on, stop. He's not okay. Let me give him a little break. Let him, let him figure it out. I'm sorry, but that's not the real world. And they got to learn to figure it out. And the best time to learn to figure it out is when they're young, when they're young. This is why I love the Warrior Program so much. Uh, the Warrior Program is literally designed to I have you do this, I expect you to do it, and if you do it, then we move on to the next thing. I'm guiding you through it. The people that do not succeed in the warrior program are people that one, don't believe in it, or two, are not used to being guided. They need somebody to hold their hand and carry them through the things. That's two people that won't succeed in it. And what this does is you teach them accountability. You know what I mean? Like you, when they come in and they first test, for the first level in there, you give them an exact time of when you want them done. I'm like, look, you need to be at this level within this time. And that's, and from that time, wherever long it is, two months, three months, you give them that time frame, and you give them what they need to work on. So I tell them, look, you come here, this is what I expect you to have in this X amount of time, and this is how we're gonna get there. I need you to do this, this, and this. When you come in on Monday, we practice this, and then we work on this. Then we do this. We put in a whole agenda down of how they're gonna do it and how they're gonna get there. And then what I do when I'm in the gym, 
I watched him do this. I watched him, are you doing what I told him to? Yeah, he's doing that. Is he doing this? Yeah, he's doing that. If he's not, if he shows a lack of interest, a lack of energy, a lack of motivation, this is where as a coach, you become a guide. You know what a guide does? A guide comes up to him, pulls him to the side. You know, I realized, I've noticed you a little down. I noticed you, da -da -da, everything okay. Oh, you know what? And they start telling you. And that's when you kind of help them figure out whatever it is that they're dealing with. They start figuring out, for example, this happened this morning. This morning, I got a text from a kid telling me, oh, oh, you know what? This, this is Luigi. This is the same kid I told you about that right he wanted to box here a few episodes ago. Actually, I talked about him during the uh, male influence, that mono episode. I gave you him talking about his, he didn't have a male influence in his life. Well, he started the warrior program two weeks ago. And in two weeks, he realized that he didn't want to box no more. He wanted to quit. And he texted me, hey, you know, coach, I'm not going to, I think I'm going to quit boxing, blah, blah, blah. I told him, come down, talk to me in person. The reason why I want to talk to him in person, usually, if you want to quit, ain't no thing. But the reason why is I could tell he's just used to quitting. When things get hard, he just quits. Things get hard, he just quits. And I told him, this habit is never going to change until you change this habit of quitting. And I, and I had this conversation with him, and I explained to him why I felt that way. And, um, and I actually recommended him to listen to Hide and Seek, because in Hide and Seek, I mentioned this, how if you never fix your inner problems, your inner things, your, that habit is going to maintain the same. It's never going to change until you change it. And that's what I'm talking about. When you have someone as a coach and you're a guide, you pull them aside and you guide them through it. You're telling them, look, I, I saw the lack of energy. You had a conversation and you explained to them why they need to do this and that and how it's gonna help them and how their confidence is gonna grow when they do this. Like, hey, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to, you're in the gym. So, I, and, and if they're doing things and they're not doing it right or whatever, it's okay. It's okay, it's all good. Mess up, keep messing up, keep it going. It's fine and that's the guide. The teacher, the teacher would be keep everyone together, tell you when everything's up, all right, now you're done with that, now do this, now do, like, that's the teacher. Oh, now you have to take your test, oh, this, or it's very, I'm in control of it versus letting them freely go and I'm gonna just watch you and guide you. Those conversations and those guides of you having been with them along the road, that gives them the opportunity for them, them as an individual to think for themselves. They make the mistakes, they do things, and now they hear what you're talking now versus you telling them you need to do this versus you telling them how this is going to benefit them, how this is going to help them. That gives them the opportunity for themselves to be like analyzing, be like, oh, that makes sense. And they will understand it a whole lot more versus you just constantly telling them what to do, constantly telling them to do this, constantly telling them to do that. It, it just changes everything completely. And the main thing with all this is you have to learn to live in the uncomfortable. So for example, so I had somebody recently that wanted to start training with the Warriors, but trying to give all themselves all these deals of, oh, I'm gonna train X day and I'm not gonna do this day. Fuck that. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Pick a day, pick a time and stay consistent with it. What you wanna learn from this is learn the discipline and the, and the, 
in the lifestyle that you are dedicated to something, you're dedicated to something and nothing's changing that. Nothing at all is changing it. And when you start making all these deals with yourself as far as taking breaks and being sore and you need to do this and you need to do that and not pushing through the uncomfortable, you learn to, you learn to never live in the uncomfortable. And anything you want to do in life that's, that's worth it, you're going to need to learn to be uncomfortable with whatever it is. And what better way to learn it than in the gym with boxing and start building that self, self-confidence and self-belief that you do not have. And that's what I love from boxing. And you get that from pushing yourself through the uncomfortable. And being a guide to your kids, to your athlete, to whoever it is that you have, it gives them the opportunity to mess up and know it's okay, correct it. And when they correct it, it starts building that confidence with themselves. That, damn, I was able to grow from that. I was able to fix that. And when they start doing that and they do that enough, they start being okay with trying new things and messing up. It's okay to them now. Why? Because they already know they messed up and it's okay to mess up. But if you're never like that and you're a teacher and you're constantly put them in these things, they're constantly always gonna have questions. They're never gonna be confident enough to do it alone without somebody there. And the last one is they're always gonna wanna be perfect. And that's probably one of the biggest things is that we are always afraid to do things because we're afraid to fail. We're afraid to lose. We're afraid to mess up. When in reality, we should be excited to mess up. We should be okay with failing and falling and all this. We should be okay with it. Recap, recap, recap. Do not spoil your kids. It's okay. Let them know from a young age that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to mess up. Life is not perfect. If you like this episode, you gain something from this episode, or you know somebody that can gain something from it, share it with them. Let them know, hey man, you should listen to this. I think this is good. Let me know in the comment section or in the review section what you thought about it. Leave a five-star review. And if you have not already subscribed, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. I catch you guys next Monday where I'm going to have Levi. And we're going to be talking about all the things he overcame to get to where he's at now as a national champion. And I'm telling you, it is amazing the things he had to come. And a lot of his things that he had to overcome were not physically. They were all mentally. I will see you next Monday with a new episode. Have a killer week. I'm out. Thank you.